So how is the new desk treating you? Uh, it's treating me pretty good. Do you would you like to see it in action? I don't know how loud it's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty, <laughs> pretty loud. But yeah, here I can. Uh, I'll have to like walk up with it. Is it too? Yes. So here. Okay, it's going. Oh, up. I did not realize it was an automated standing desk. Yeah. Yes. Nice shirt, by the way. Justin is wearing a Legend of Zelda Triforce shirt, which is super dope. Thank you. Thank you. And his desk is rising with his mic. That is really, really cool. Thank you. It's I did now not realize it was a standing desk. I did not realize. Oh yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's pretty nice. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, uh, you want to sit back down? Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. We are reviewing Fatal Frame Two: Crimson Butterfly. It was a first playthrough for the both of us, correct? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, okay. it's going back down. It takes a while. No, you're good. You're good. I was trying to fill. Fill the yeah, gap. Um, so I had... Oh, sorry, I thought that went too low for a second. I didn't. Um, so it's got like a bunch of presets. Sorry. So I like... I went through them. Anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I had never played this game, but I'd heard a lot about like how amazing it is and how it really like uh, builds on the first game because during our, our review of the first game, like I said, I played... I played it for like an hour, got too scared because the power went out and that was it. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've always want like ever since then, I've always wanted to play this game. Same with the third one. Um, yeah. I think it'll be fun. These, these are the only two we had slated for this season. Yes. Maybe when we finish the review, we can talk about like what's to come as far as here's Johnny and the fatal frame franchise. Yeah. Because I like, obviously like I know where I stand with it, but yeah, I'm curious to see where I, I think it'd be a fun conversation. Okay. Okay. Um, but before we do, we get into what's new. Um, I asked Justin if he would be okay with me kind of talking about something, and he said yes. And Justin, I, wa- I want to kind of start off by asking you a few questions. Yeah, go for it. In the film Scream, which character did the plot revolve around? Uh, Ghostface. No. <laughs> you can try again. Uh, Kirby in Scream oh the first one uh Nev Campbell thank you in Scream 2 who the plot revolve around uh Nev Campbell in Scream 3 uh Courtney Cox Banks (laughs) no try again (laughs) I mean really like that's what everybody pulled away from uh no (laughs) Nev Campbell uh Scream 4 sorry my dog just saw the squirrel which one was Scream 4 that was like I know uh, the answer but I'm trying to remember that was the one oh my gosh Hey, guys, no, come on. We're not doing this. Oh, that's the one that Kirby's in. It's one of Kirby's in and Nev Campbell's cousin, yes. But who's the plot revolve around? Kirby and Nev Campbell. In Scream 5, who did the plot revolve around? Dewey. No, but he did die. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, spoilers. Uh, No, Nev Campbell. I I am done. So Scream 6... Who yeah. was the plot designed originally to revolve around? I don't know. <laughs> Nev Campbell. Okay. Why is Nev Campbell not in Scream 6? Be- These are all loaded questions. <laughs> oh, they are. I know. Uh, because they wouldn't give her enough money? Do we know how much money she asked for, by the way? She asked for her worth. Whatever she wanted, when you are the entirety of the franchise, you get what she wants. I don't think any number is ever released, but... 
when you are the face of a franchise, yes, Ghostface is the slasher, but it's a different person underneath. It's not like Michael. It's not like Jason. It's not like Bubba. Ghostface is a costume. But yeah. every single one of those people were always coming after Sidney Prescott. Every yeah. single one of them. In Scream 6, because they wouldn't pay Nev Campbell what she was worth, whatever it might be. Like, I do not give a fuck. That studio has plenty of money to give Nev Campbell the money she wants. She has been the face of the franchise. They cut her out. Not only that, but some of the stars of this new movie, looking at the person who tried to be the star of Scream 5 and could not act her way out of a fucking plastic bag, <laughs> who we all crapped on. We all crapped on it when we reviewed it. Oh, I'm not denying it at all. I'm just... She said, we don't need Nev Campbell. That's taking it too far. And now, this script, which focused on Nev Campbell, because they wanted her in it, because they were... They were fighting over money. They rewrote it. And now they're putting out a screen without Nev Campbell, without Sidney Prescott. Justin, I ask you, what was the worst screen we reviewed on this podcast? Three. In Scream 3, do you remember the big reason why that movie sucks so much? Outside of Cordy Cox's bangs? I honestly, Scream 3 is like okay. a blank spot for me. Let me refresh your memory. Okay. In that film, may I help you? My wife is staring at me as I'm going on my rant. I've been saving this all day. In that film, Nev Campbell was busy filming another project. So if you recall, a lot of the stuff with Sidney Prescott was like oddly shot in. Like she was very she was not very present in it. Even though she was a part of everything because it's mm-hmm. Sidney Prescott, the movie really suffered because Nev Campbell wasn't in it and they couldn't focus on her character. So the plot was stupid. Yeah. It was dumb. Now they're going to try to put out a Scream movie without her in it. How do we think that's going to turn out? I mean, I think there's two ways to look at it. You have your diehard Scream fans. You. Right? And I, you have your, I, I love <laughs> Scream. No, yes. I know. Well, that, well, it's my favorite I mean, like, franchise. You picked Saw, Rachel picked Hellraiser, I picked Scream, Mars picked Found Destination. Yeah, and uh, and then I think you have other people like myself who are just going to go and uh, have a good time. But why would you go support a film that has actively said that a woman who has been the face of this franchise is not worth the value she thinks she deserves. Because I'm just going to go see a movie. This is a very loaded question. Well, it's, it's the, like, I, I think about... And I'm, I'm, and so, but, but hold on, hold on. If you're going to ask me that, I can also ask you yes, a very, please, very please. loaded question. Please. Why are you going to buy Hogwarts Legacy? That's a very good question, and I've actually thought about this. <laughs> okay. Because it, okay. It, it, it is... Because the thing is, is, like, I think there is a comparison, right? Like, I am not going to be buying Hogwarts Legacy because I support anything that J.K. Rowling has had to say when it comes to her ideas of turf or yeah, yeah. trans no, absolutely. or absolutely. No, you are not a, a garbage person. No, I get that. Harry Potter, the franchise, the books, and the movies were an integral part of my life. Are an integral part of my life. When they came out, when I was a kid and I didn't have a lot of friends, they helped take me to a special place 
there is a reason why I read those books every year. It's a reason why those movies have a special spot in my heart. Yeah. When I read those books, I don't think of J.K. Rowling. I don't. Everything that has come out post that with her work shows that it was a spark in a pan. Yeah. But that world she created and those characters means everything to me because of how important it was to me growing up. And that's why I was going to make a joke about like, like if you're, you're not a feminist, if you're going to go see this movie, because you, because it, because I don't think that's what it is at the end of it. The biggest thing to me is just, I see the hype around it. Yeah. And it bothers me that we aren't having like two conversations at the same time. Cause I think it, I think it's important to be like this Harry Potter game sounds to be really good. And Harry Potter was important to a lot of people our age growing up. And yeah, but there's also a lot of people our age growing up, you know, who the JK Rowling thing fucking sucks. Like that's, that's the only way to put it. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, absolutely. Fu- it fucking sucks. But when it comes to the Scream franchise, I wish during all this hype, because I was on IGN today, and they were talking about the new trailer that dropped. I haven't seen it, so I don't even know what was in it. But they're talking about all this. They're talking about all this stuff, and it's like, why can't we say this game is good? It's important to a lot of people. J.K. Rowling fucking sucks. Why can't we say this trailer came out for Scream Six? It looks really good. It looks like it could be something cool. But at the same time, the studio and it's and some of the characters' treatment of nev campbell and who she is to the franchise is fucking terrible like i so I, it's I crazy think that conversation is not happening at the same time i think that again there's two sides to that i think i mean i i agree with you the the actress who said we don't need her that's way was, too oh dude that happened over the summer and i was i, I fucking pissed but me off. Like, the other side of it is i think before we can hold judgment like with ne- uh, Nev Campbell is we need to know how much she asked for. I really do. I, I don't care. What, maybe, maybe it makes me like a, 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 a simp to use the modern s- slang for it. But like Nev Campbell is Scream. Like yes, Ghostface is the slasher in it. I get that. But Nev Campbell is Scream. Like in the first one they were trying to kill like Billy and Stu right? In the second one, it was Billy's mom and some random theater kid. In the third one, it was Sydney's long lost brother. In the yeah. fourth one, it was Sydney's niece and her boyfriend. In the fifth one, it was the new character's friends, but they were trying to recreate the original, which is why they brought Dewey and everybody so, back. I, I, like, so I know how this do you isn't... do Scream without Sydney Prescott? How so do I, you do it? I know this isn't going to happen, but what would you do if it was like? Surprise! She was in it. <laughs> I would take back a lot of the mean things I've been saying and thinking, <laughs> probably. Okay, but, yeah, there we go. Yes, you are. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. And it's just yeah. like my fear is like. So we think about Halloween, right? Okay. Halloween one and Halloween two, were the first one was a great movie. The second one was an okay movie, right? We had season of the witch, and now we're on the decline of Halloween. It goes back up with Halloween H two, with Halloween H two O. Some of us would say we've been on the decline with Halloween since twenty twenty, but yes, okay. Well, I'm talking about our journey through the films that we've reviewed okay. so far. Oh yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. And it's going to spike back up in Halloween H two O when Jamie Lee Curtis comes back. Okay. 
because she's like the forefront of it. Like, when you think about the best Nightmare on Elm Street movies, right? It's the original, would you yeah. agree? Yeah. And New Nightmare? I actually, uh, th- that's kind of, <sighs> I love Dream Warriors. Okay, but, but that that is fair. That is fair. But is it Nancy in Dream Warriors? Uh, I, it's been so long. Um, here, let me, let me find I know it. she's in, because she's not in two, but I think she's in three and four. can't think of her last name google 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 uh she is in i would type up my keyboard it sounds like bombs going off (laughs) she is in one and uh three yeah in three Three more is right Yeah. yeah okay that's what i thought and okay, but even then, that still proves my point. Like those are the best nightmare movies. Mm-hmm. And I have done a lot of thinking, and I definitely remember we talked about when we reviewed Halloween Kills. Like, there's a lot of stuff in that movie that I would need to like see Halloween ends and kind of think back on. I think if we reviewed Halloween Kills, it would get a lot lower score for me because it did not earn some of the things that it did. Like it didn't earn the final Michael getting shot <laughs> resurrection scene. Like that was yeah. whatever. And it also didn't earn its sidelining of Laurie Strode. Because we look at Halloween 2018, and that movie was badass. Why? Because we had Michael and Laurie going toe-to-toe. And it's just crazy to me that you have Nev Campbell. She said she would do it, and all she wanted was paid. There's no way she said she wanted 100. Like, like I, it's just, I, I, I would be... Sh- I think if she wanted something out of pocket, it would have leaked. Because it would have been so easy. It's like Nev Campbell wanted seventy million dollars. <laughs> like, like of of course she's not going to get seven. Like, like I don't think anybody gets paid that for a role. But if she wanted a moderate raise when she is the face of the franchise, because I'm telling you, my big fear is that it's going to be like an off camera kill. Because now that Sydney's gone, it's going to focus on this new TikTok star who can't act her way to save her life. And her dad is Billy Loomis, so the focus of the film is going to go on the person who tried to kill Sydney, like her his descendant. What? What are we doing? Like that's who it's going to have to focus on, right? Is Billy Loomis's daughter? What the fuck are we doing? And that's why I'm so mad. Is because it's like, like one, it's disrespectful to Nev Campbell. Two, it's going to be bad. Like it might have some cool death scenes because Scream Five had some really brutal death scenes really brutal death scenes but like what are you gonna do with the plot when the main plot driver is gone uh you're gonna turn into a saw dumb fun (laughs) how often do you revisit the latter saw films whenever i revisit the if i am watching the first so okay, so I will watch <laughs> one, two, three, even four and five. I will watch the so five of them. I will watch the first five. Fair. I actually, yeah, I enjoy it. The only one I actively dislike is three uh, D. Three D, but I watch it because it's if you're gonna watch one through five, you have to get the returning arc of uh, Carrie Ewells or whatever his name is. 
Yeah. Which happens at the end of six. That's so, that almost makes that film worth it. <laughs> yeah. So that, 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 that's the thing is like, but I'm also not like. In a lot of <laughs> I ways, don't care as much. <laughs> yeah. In, in a lot of ways, Scream was like the slasher film that made me fall in love with the slasher genre. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, to me, like the way I look at it is I look at it like, like music and video games. Yeah. I liked the stuff I liked and it has to change it. I mean, you know, I, it changes over time when it changes. Sometimes I like it. I stick with it. Sometimes I don't like it and I stop listening or stop playing that series Yeah, or stop watching. It. And that, that's just kind of how I view it is like, You're it's a for console. a newer, younger generation that enjoys that. Not for me. So I'll stick with the stuff I do like and I'll just keep revisiting those. Yeah. I guess it's like, or at least the difference is like, it didn't have to be this way. No, like, I, I will agree with you. Like, I am interested to see how much she asked for because if it is something modest or like even like high, but like not out of the question, then I think there is a reason to be angry. But I, I unfortunately because nobody is saying anything we don't know yeah and it's like part of me wonders if they're gonna kill her off screen which would be <laughs> it's like could you fucking imagine like watching a later saw film and you just get like a one character throwaway line well john kramer was killed 10 days ago i like, was about to say are you gonna say a movie with a john kramer and i was gonna say well we had we've had a couple of those <laughs> well it, almost his, his his voice was in almost every single one i think in one hey, way or another it wasn't in spiral spiral was good spiral, spiral was great spiral. spiral was great i love See, spiral. Th- there's there's a, a movie with it it's but that character. was different though it wasn't it wasn't john kramer it was a different jigsaw it was a different everything they're not yeah. doing that they are building off of five which revolved around Sydney fucking Prescott and this next movie is going to have to revolve sorry noob you sit on my lap is going to have to revolve around Billy Loomis's daughter I hope it uh, revolves more around Kirby if I'm being honest that would be and it makes me pissed off too because I wanted Kirby back in the last one I've been saying forever she's not dead like I've been saying it forever she's never listened to me so like she's bad Samara Weaving's in it like hell yeah Jenna Ortega is a great actress. Like, there's a lot of really good things about it. And it's just like, why didn't you pay Nev Camp? You can't have a Scream film without Sidney Prescott. And that's where I'm at with it. So I hope everyone goes to enjoy it. But please remember, the only reason why Nev Campbell isn't in this movie is because they would not pay her. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. And if it's okay with you, I want to ban Scream 6 from the Discord. No. I, did, I think that's too far. <laughs> can we create a special channel so I can mute it? Sure. Sure. Okay. I appreciate you. And then I can start sharing the trailers because the trailer today was actually pretty good. <laughs> You're a bastard. <laughs> okay, that's my rant. I just... I don't know. I just... You can't You're have... Passionate. It, that's a good thing. You can't have Sidney okay. Prescott. Like... People will hear, I don't think it's out yet, but people are going to hear our last Hellraiser review. Mm-hmm. And in that, there was conversations about rules <laughs> and yes. stuff. And a lot of those rules I learned from Scream, and I am a 
I am a devout. I love the final girl. I love when they play yeah. with it. I, I, the final girl is like one of the coolest things about horror to me. And Sydney, in a lot of ways, is like the final girl. And now here we are. Here we are. What's been new with you? What have you been playing? <laughs> what have you been watching? Um, so I can't really talk about 99% of the stuff I've been doing. Um, so I've been playing Fatal Frame and, mm-hmm. uh, I got my Steam Deck showed up yesterday, which is yep. awesome. Um, I've just installed a few PC games on there, like Binding of Isaac. Uh, I have Crisis Core on there. Um. Oh, really? You got it? Oh yeah. I picked it up when it came out. How is it? It's okay. It's I never played it before, so it's it's very much a Vita game or a PSP yeah. game. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm but I figure I need to play it before um, Part 2 comes out. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm playing it after I beat 7, and I've told myself I'm not buying the Harry Potter game until I beat Crisis Core. I don't even know how long it is. I, I I just I can't let my backlog get that big, so I've told myself uh, you would <laughs> you would hate to see. I don't even <laughs> want to imagine. I'm starting to get a book backlog, and it's stressing me out. I could not imagine a game backlog for a book. That's just put my phone off to the side, out of my reach. Get a little coffee, little tea, and just lay back on a chair and, and go. With games, don't know how you do it. I do. Uh, I got I stressed out when I was doing movies. I got backlogged, and I, that's why we stopped doing like the new movie releases. I don't know how you do it. You are a champion. Uh, you find time here and there. <laughs> you don't I sleep. Guess. You yeah. don't sleep. Yeah, you, <laughs> you buy a Steam Deck so you can play stuff at work even better. Um, uh, but um, my goal this weekend actually is uh, I ordered my a new like a uh, Bluetooth keyboard that doesn't oh, require fun. a dongle. Because I'm gonna hook it up to my Steam Deck so I can download, uh, finish setting up the PS2 emulator on there that I got cool. running today. That's awesome. So, yeah. What about you? So TV, um, yes. I have one episode left of Gossip Girl season two. Okay. Um, I love it, but I, it sounds like a lot of people are watching it, so it might be dead after this. But <laughs> I love Gossip Girl. I'm a sucker. Uh, I started Chainsaw Man. I got the first. I watched the first episode. And you were saying it, it's good. It's good. It is not dubbed. It's subbed. Oh, no, that's fine with me. I don't really. Right? I'm saying it right. There's words underneath, but not not over speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I liked it. It really stuck to it. It's really good. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, and then last night, Devin and I finally got around to watching The Last of Us, the first episode. Mm-hmm. I texted you about it. I know you and Rachel did that little episode. Um it was a perfect episode of television. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <clears throat> I I have. J- so while Rachel and I recorded, we were trying to figure out where it was going to end. Um, and do you, have you seen the trailers for The Last of Us? Mm-mm. Just okay. what they showed at the end of that first episode. Okay, I won't say anything then. Don't worry about it. It was good. I, I I'm going to guess it's going to end like halfway on their journey, like right after. Is this spoilers? Is it? Yes, that is big spoilers. Sorry. Well, it's the game's been out forever. But well, right. but now it's like it's getting to a wide generation. Yeah, you're right, you're People right. are going to start experiencing it for the first time. So that's my guess. What do you think? Uh, I think it's going to end at the end of the first game. Or do you think it's going to go that far? But I guess my big takeaway: it was perfect episode of television, and I kind of want to replay the games. 
yeah uh that's exactly what uh what i told michelle yeah it, so it I, I, th- just... I think uh i don't know when the pc i don't think they've announced uh last of us part because it gave one. the vibe of a video game which was so it didn't it yeah it comes so the part one remake comes out march 3rd Okay, so then by the time I finish up all this other crap we have going on, maybe I can finally yeah. get to it on sale this summer yeah. sale. But like, like, like I've we've watched a lot of like adaptations of video games and stuff, but this one, yeah. it felt like the video game. Yes, but it didn't hurt the quality of the product we were watching, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was amazing. It was truly an amazing episode of television. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see like kind of what I I. So I, I did tell Rachel there was one thing that really bugged the hell out of me, but I was assured that it's not all like that. Um, at the end of the first episode, we see a clicker on a rooftop, and it looked like super shitty CGI. I noticed that, yeah. Um, Rachel has assured me that, that that is not the case. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, movies, I watched Barbarian. Oh. Uh, did you notice the cum jar? Yeah. Yeah. I noticed see? a lot. Yeah. I noticed a yeah. lot. Yep. <laughs> that man, I was not ready for ninety five percent of that film, and that's why you go in without knowing anything. Like uh, so, so as soon, so as soon yeah. as Rachel asked if anybody had seen it, I I had like this. I saw the poster for it, yeah. which is like them looking down the stairs, basically, and I was like, oh shit, this looks cool. I'll go see. It. I didn't even I didn't watch a trailer or anything before I went and saw it. I fucking love that movie. It's so good. Yeah, and it's it like was... it blindsides you constantly. Yeah, uh, didn't know Justin Long was in it because again, I didn't look at any trailers or any like posters or anything. Uh, Richard Brake did not expect to see him in it, and I mean, he's I got a cameo from him for my birthday two years ago. I love Richard Brake. Uh, yeah, that's all I'll say. It was it was a blast. Like, there's not. There's not a lot of times when you watch a film and you just like go, "What the fuck is happening?" And it had constantly there. with that movie. Yes. Yeah, it was great. Uh, games. So I'm I'm really working on my backlog. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to get that cleaned up. I'm because again, I'm starting to feel stressed, and since my books can't go any faster, I can try to make other things go away. So you're playing a lot of Destiny too. I haven't touched it. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. I haven't good, good. touched it. Uh, I got my fifth gym badge in Pokemon Sapphire. Nice. So I need to get three more and just beat the league and I'll be done with that. Um, I'm starting the cell arc in Kakarot. Okay. Um, I'll be very honest. I'm skipping the cutscenes because I, I know what happens. Yeah. So I am still doing the side quests because they're super easy and they help you level up so you're stronger for the fights. But I am skipping the cutscenes, so it's going a lot faster. And obviously I beat Fatal Frame too. Yeah. Um, books, I am almost done with the Amber Spyglass, which is the third book in His Dark Materials. Did you read those when you were a kid? Are you doing anything about no. them? No. Um, so I read them as a kid. I remember I liked them. Uh, this third one has been a fucking slog to get through. I the first book's really good, and it, the like I just stopped caring. Like it's this one's been actively hard to finish. So I'd pro- I'm not going to watch the TV show because I haven't even been enjoying the books. So it is what it is. Uh, I read my first piece of trans fiction. Oh, nice. It's called Tell Me I'm Worthless. It's by Allison Rumfit. Um, I noticed, I know Matilda actually started it after I posted it. Um, I have never read trans fiction before, but since I'm going to start doing some writing for Rachel and like kind of diving into that, I wanted to get a taste of it. 
And this is a horror book. It's like a, it's a haunted house book. But it's a lot more than that. Um, it's very heavy, very graphic in its language. It covers a lot of like really rough subject matter. Like I posted in the Discord, like like rape and like violence and like a, a lot of stuff. But not only was it like a very good read, it was scary at times. Like some of the ways that she was describing like ghostly encounters, mm-hmm. like legitimately scared me. Good. It was it was very it was a very impressive read. So yeah. if people have the stomach for that because it it it's rough. It was a rough read um, yeah. because of the content. Um, I thought it was great. And then I talked to Rachel. It's, I didn't get anything to say. I can't talk about it. The book I'm reading for her right now is called Don't Fear the Reaper. Um, people who listen to the podcast know I reviewed with Matilda when Justin was out. The first book, uh, My Heart is a Chainsaw. It's by Stephen Grand Jones. Um, I'm going to be finishing it uh, here soon. It's fantastic. Good. It's, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Um, yeah. It's it's good i have like 100 pages left and literally tonight instead of playing video games i'm going to go upstairs and finish reading it so i'm super excited <laughs> uh and then other stuff the miami dolphins are out of the playoffs so football i don't care about as much we do have some college basketball and baseball will start soon and the best about baseball starting <laughs> is spring which means this cold shit goes away yeah i mean i i don't care yeah, either way. It's like, I, it's like you show me a, a screenshot. It was like negative, like sixty degrees. It's not that cold. <laughs> uh, no, we had like negative forty, I think, a couple weeks ago. But once yeah. you get past negative twenty, it's all negative a million. It's too cold. <laughs> oh like, yeah, you don't go out, but you like get a nice hot chocolate going, watch some movies. It's nice. I also like playing in the snow, so you know that's. You can't play in the snow when it's negative forty, Justin. You'll lose your fingers. Yeah, you know, whatever. Okay, we have. Hopefully, you guys settled in for a long podcast because how long have we been uh, going? Thirty-two you... minutes and forty seconds. Jesus, guys! Uh, wow, uh, Justin, let's do it. Let's get into a review of Fifth Frame Two. <laughs> mom left him downstairs took everybody else upstairs so he's all alone oh, justin why, why don't you tell noob the story or the background behind fatal frame 2 crimson butterfly I, I, are you sure yes okay there is next to nothing um <laughs> uh so development of fatal for uh, here you know what let me fatal frame 2 is a japanese survival horror video game developed and published by tecmo uh a released 2003 for the ps2 and it is the second installment in the fatal frame series uh so development of the sequel began relatively soon in quotes uh after the release of the first one um and they got a lot of notes that players were too scared to finish the first game so tecmo wanted shifted their attention to create a more interesting storyline to encourage players to see it through uh, despite this, Fatal Frame 2 uh, was still developed with like horror being its central focus, more so than action. Um, 
the producer Kazuki Kikuchi. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, that called too. it a horror that appeals to human imagination, citing how some people get scared when hearing faint sounds in the dark. Um, he also cited symmetry as a central theme in the story, uh, and that tragedies and fear are based on what happens when you tear things apart, such as butterflies and twins. Um, uh, the, so there's also a uh, uh, an Xbox port of this game. Um, it was made... Oh, really? It wasn't... Yes. Uh, it was not made until after the release of the PS2 version, and it was actually during the planning sessions of uh, Fatal Frame 3. The Tormented, Xbox right? feature... You know what <laughs> What's that? 3 is called Tormented, right? Yes. Yeah. It's something, something like that, yeah. Um, the Xbox port featured enhanced graphics with better lighting and the, os- the use of Dolby Digital Audio. Uh, it also included like extra gameplay modes, a first-person shooter mode, a survival mode, and more costumes. Um, yeah, that is literally it. Okay, I have been waiting for this one. Are you ready for your 60-second summary? Because uh, I have questions. Yes. Uh, I wrote this out earlier. I did not time it. Thank you for writing it out. I'll let you go the whole time. Okay. If you need it. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I cut a bunch of stuff out to try and, like, (laughs) guess where 60 seconds would fit. All right. You ready for a three, two, one? Sure. Three, two, one, go. Uh, Miu and Mayu uh, visit their child- favorite childhood uh, place. Place uh, Mayu fo- follows a mysterious red butterfly deep into the woods, and they find a village uh, at night with ghosts. Uh, Mayu fi- falls under the village's spell and is led deeper into the village by the butterflies. As Mio searches for her, she slowly learns of the Crimson Sacrifice Ritual, a disaster that shredded the village in darkness. And there is also a deep hole that collects the souls of the dead, and it's at the bottom of all these houses that we travel through. To keep the abyss from unleashing the dead, uh, a pair of twins born in the village are required to perform a ritual approximately every decade uh, in which the elder twin strangles the younger, after which the soul of the younger twin stays to guard the village as a crimson butterfly while the other stays in the world of the living. Miu and Mayo proceeding with the ritual... Uh, proceeded with the ritual where Mayo becomes a crimson butterfly. After that, Mayo is shown running after her sister's butterfly, cry- crying her name and telling her how sorry she is for killing her. She reaches out to catch the butterfly, but it flies away, uh, causing Mayo to fall to her knees in tears as a flock of butterflies part the dark skies and the sun rises over the village. So that was only 14 seconds past. Uh, I also skipped all the twin stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you tackled stuff, though, that so obviously the first thing we do is plot right yes how did you get the every 10 year stuff was that in notes yes it was in notes yeah okay I, and it didn't ever say like specifically 10 years it was okay. always like approximately 10 years did you find this story all those because you had a lot of details did you find it easy to digest as you played. So, not as I played, but because I knew I would be doing the 60 seconds, when I got close to the end, mm-hmm. I literally just went through and reread all the notes. Okay. Because 
the story you just told yes was compelling i mean there's like this whole thing where like there's like this other set of twins that it's like mirroring but the reason i didn't mention any of that is because it's it's almost too it's the same story to like it's, yeah, same it's story. the same story yeah. yes so she did kill her sister then yes there is a uh, a different ending if you beat it on hard and nightmare um the hellish abyss ending scenes uh mio rescuing mayu from say who is like the other yes version of the twin or whatever only be only to become permanently blinded from looking into the abyss uh and then the promise ending added in the director's cut version sees uh, uh mio sees ei and say i'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing these names uh, performing the, the ritual and yeah. freeing the villagers' spirits, thus sparing the twins. But according to the events of Fatal Frame 3, The Tormented, what we got, the ending we got was like the... Canonical? Yeah, canonical ending. Did this tie into the first one at all, with the exception of the Obscura camera? No. But it ties into 3, and 1 also ties into 3. Okay, because that was something else I was confused about because that first house you enter reminded me a little bit of like the main hub house from one. Yes. So, so the the reason I wanted to play one first, even though I knew one probably wouldn't help hold up well, is because I was unsure if we were going to do two and three. And, and it took my brain. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like I knew. Okay, if we were going to play three, we have to play one. If we were going to play just two i probably could have talked you into it but knowing you yes we would have had to play it anyway so i was like oh whatever i'll just put one there too um but uh yeah both of these tie into three so i knew if we were gonna eventually touch three we would have to play the first two okay so plot plot is difficult in this one plot here like usually and i found in the first game well the first game was kind of here there too but um, it reminded me a lot of like to a lesser extent a Souls game whereas if you're just going like cutscene by cutscene it doesn't really make a ton of sense yes but if you're like diving deep into the notes and stuff it kind of slowly starts to reveal itself one of the problems with that because I think you're right mm -hmm. is that some of those notes you couldn't like they didn't they weren't lit up like, so in the game, like, there's, like, little objects on the ground that shows, like, where objects are, but there are some objects that aren't lit up, and that yeah. included notes. Yeah. That had yep. background. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, if I so wasn't it's following just like a, a guy... It's, it's, like a, it's like a deep Dark Souls game. <laughs> yeah, because if I wasn't following a guy, that eighth chapter... Oh, that would have been brutal. How the fuck am I supposed to know to go check a random, like, dresser? Let alone four of them, or two of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, so that that's the thing. is, I, I think the plot in this is, like, a little iffy at best. I will say, um, I mean, we can get into this a little bit more later, but apparently the thing that stands out the most in three, and it was praised for heavily, was its story. Okay. Okay, cause I don't hate the story. It's just like I have so many questions. Like you fill yeah. in a lot of them. Well, like... it's 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 hard. Like I said, like it's it's very unless you're like sitting there, like because trust me, 
I, I find the issue with even sitting there, me sitting there rereading the notes is they, they're dry. Yes. They're, they're not as like. And obscure. Yeah. And they're, and they're not like as like flavorful as like Resident Evil or Silent Hill notes. Or even thir- like 13, which we talk about has this problem, right? Yeah. 13 like fills in details. Like too yes. many. So a, a lot. <laughs> These are yeah. all abstract. Did we ever play as both twins with the camera? Like when we were working around or were we only no. ever Mayu? Uh, we were only ever, ever Mayu, because whenever we were we were Mio, she was just following the butterflies, in like the gra- the grainy stuff, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, okay. And that was hard for me too because they didn't do enough to differentiate them. Maybe we'll talk about this in the audio, but like they sounded exactly the same. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I mean. I'm and sure that plays into like the whole like twins thing. Yeah, and their clothing was not different enough to tell the difference. No, God, no. I didn't know who unless I like had the camera and was like physically playing. I didn't know who was who. Yeah, I find the plot really hard to score because like what you like I said, what you said was really engaging and like I think like there's some cool elements here. It was just hard to follow. Whereas the first one was kind of like. The first one is a little more like bite size as well. Like it was very easy. It was it all took place in like a house, basically. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have like the the ground underground yeah. shit, but like so for me, I was like really unsure where I stood with the story, and I, and and reading it got me more interested, definitely. But it was also like super dry. Uh, reading all the notes that I picked up, and I missed some. So like some of it yeah yeah, i had gaps so i i mean i'm just gonna tell you my score (laughs) okay i don't know what else to say because it's just yeah i gave it a five because i really didn't know how to score this to be honest with you because i i enjoyed it it was like okay it was like middling to okay and then i read the notes and i was more interested but also at the same time it's really dry and i missed some notes so there's gaps that I didn't really understand what happened. So it was, it was, it's kind of hard. I gave it a five and a half only because I did find the, the twin, like trying to save your twin. The dynamic, like the, the like one. overall yeah. arching, like the overarching story. Yeah, absolutely. Same gameplay. This one is a mixed bag for me. So why don't you go first? Um, I actually enjoyed the gameplay of this a lot more than the first one. Um, it felt, it just felt like it could be because we just played the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt like a lot smoother. Um, I, I liked the fact that you could like switch between your like specials that you could use. That was nice. So I always had like my three equipped and basically stuck with those three. Um, it's weird that you had to get spirit orbs, but I was, I was okay with that. Though. Yeah. It never really, I had got a spirit orb before, like way before I had enough points. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, film I like never had an issue with I always yeah. had film yep. uh, I, I enjoyed the like weird hint system that was kind of built in with the boy in the, the storage bin or the storage building oh yeah you could go the, to him the, whenever the, you like, the, didn't the know what to do guy. Yeah. yeah which <laughs> spoiler he's dead yeah um, he's dead <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I don't know I, I did enjoy it a lot I, I found there were still annoying ghosts, but I feel like overall they were a lot less annoying. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Challenging. I want to say annoying. They were. They didn't feel like they were abusive. They were just yes, like challenging in comparison to the easy ones. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, I, I feel like you're you're kind of faced with a lot more, just like basic ghosts here, and they're easy, but they're like just difficult enough that you actually have to put some thought into it. I I mean, honestly, I enjoyed it. So. So. The game, the combat, yes, awesome. So much better than the first one. No complaints. I found it fun. I was getting zero shots. I was getting like, like I was actually doing that, which I never did in the first one because I was right <laughs> rambling. And I upgraded. I followed your path. I did it that way. I had my camera fully upgraded, at least the first three slots. I had all that yeah. fully upgraded by the end. I found it a lot of fun. I found like taking pictures of like random ghosts a lot easier than in the first one. Yeah. Um, so that I really liked. I said it's a mixed bag because this game commits one of the sins that I hate, and it's backtracking. <laughs> That's fair. See, you for backtrack me. so goddamn much <laughs> in this game. Yeah. Would do you? Am I being a baby? Oh no, no, no. You, yeah, like yeah. I, I, I agree. You do. I, I think for me because I. I like I spaced my time out playing it over the course of like two or three weeks. Yeah. So for me, like last night when I was playing through chapter it was eight, fresh. I was like, "Oh hey, I remember being here like a week ago. Oh, this will be cool to like go through and see what's changed." Because I played it, I played like a couple hours Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this week. Yeah. And Resident Evil, the OG, has a lot of backtracking. So Resident Evil Two, right? But it feels earned. It's like you know you need to come back to get this. Yeah. In this one, it's just like you have to go back here to touch this box that you can now touch. Like that was yeah. just because like if I was not following a guide, I do not know how you find those two pieces. The houses aren't labeled for the family yeah, names. Yeah, they on are. The ma- are they on the map? Yeah. Is that how you did it? Yeah. Like, but like, I don't know. I just. I think like the Silent Hill maps and how easy that was to navigate in comparison to like this, and it's just yeah. Did the the ghost boy tell you where to go? Do you know? Well, he's dead. So you go, you go yeah, to, he's yeah, dead. He's, he's dead he's when dead you go there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, for me, like you already had the the one. The uh, I I I don't remember the names now. Um, you had the one, and then I just assumed that. I had to go into one of the houses, so I went into the the first house that I went in, like the first house in the game, and like creepier stuff was going on, and like the I mean we'll get in more into this in audio, but like there was like a lot of like audio texture, like yeah, basically telling you that there was something there. Mm-hmm. So I just like did some searching around, and I was like, oh hey, I remember seeing that room. I wonder if I can you get did into it, it now because it... a guide. Yeah. Wow. You are impressive. Well, no, because when you when you first are in that house, when you go to leave for the very first time, you see that item, yeah, through the bars, and you can't get in that room. And you remember that? I went in and I was like, "Oh fuck, I remember that room. I wonder if I can get in it now." And then, yeah. so I didn't like remember it before I got to it, mm-hmm. but when I saw it, I was like, "Oh shit, I wonder if I can get in there now." And it was. You are impressive. That is why you're a games journalist, because you, <laughs> your brain works better than mine. Uh... <laughs> But no, I, I think that's a small complaint because I did find the ghost combat to be fun. 
um, like like I, I personally I found the comment to be like incredibly like overhauled from the first one amazingly so yes but I, but I I can definitely see like the the backtracking I know for a lot of people is like a big issue for yeah. me it's like I don't I if I played it like if I had beaten it in the span of a week I'm sure it would have annoyed the hell out of me yeah. but because I did take some time off because I thought I was beating it too fast yeah it like helped refresh that like if it's like the, if it if like helps with the plot but again we talked about how the plot was kind of rough like so like yeah that would help it's just like or like I said, Resident Evil, like you go and you like you have like you know you get the key. So when you finally find that key, you go back to that room because you have that key. Or yeah. if you do the other character playthrough, you like you get you get that key. It's like oh, I can finally see what's in this room, kind of thing. And I just didn't feel like it earned like that kind of repetition. If that makes any sense. Yeah, Resident absolutely. Evil Zero did something really similar when you got to like the oh Resident Evil Zero was yeah especially with the item system. Rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but with all that, I gave it an eight. Like I think it would, it, it might have been nine and a half or ten because the combat was great. It was the backtracking that killed it for me. Yeah, I gave it a nine. <laughs> yeah. Audio. So I think even with the first one, the, I think the first one did a great job of like setting this like new standard of like not like textural audio, but like environmental audio kind of like flavor yeah like flavor i think it doubles down here in a great way like i i specifically last night when i was playing because i was kind of trying to rush a little bit because obviously we were recording tonight yes sir um there was at after that first house so when you're leaving that first house twins run away from you and if you leave the house, they, like, laugh at you and they're like, ha, I'm still alive. So I went back and I searched that house and I found them. Okay. Okay. Like, so it, it does, like, and it was, like, just creepy enough. And so something else that r- sticks in my head really well with this game is there's two things. Okay. Uh, when you're fighting the boy under the cupboards... Yeah. I don't know if you. Have, yeah, yeah. Like when you first right. go in that room, and there's like a bunch of like just creepy fucking sounds going on in that room. Like mm-hmm. I was just like having shivers down my spine. It was terrifying. And then the I don't know what to call her, but like the falling lady who that like falls down lady. the stairs. Yeah, yeah. She like screams as she's like falling down the staircase. The eye contact. Yeah, uh, and then actually, as you fight her, that's so she'll like so as, as you fight these ghosts, uh, when you take a picture of them, they'll like disappear and like reappear they all have like different sets of movement but her movement is she'll like pull herself to you because her neck's all like fucked up mm-hmm. and she'll like crawl to you and then when she disappears how she reappears is she falls back down through the so in that fight scene like, I told you this I ran away like she fell yeah. and I said nope and I got the fuck out of the room because I found out early on in the game if you go out of a room and come back in 90% of the time they'll go away yeah and if it's a boss you just can't leave the room yeah but you have to fight her in the graveyard in a really oh, yeah. narrow it, fucking... Yeah, in the, in the graveyard, she was a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, that, that was like the... I think I struggled against her the most. Uh, that was like the hardest boss I fought. Um, I found her compelling. The twins, I thought their, their voice acting was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also liked the demonic priest. I thought they were a little bit too easy. Yes, absolutely. Because I was fully upgraded by that point. Um, 
but I, I liked that fight because of how like the different mechanics you were doing. Um, I felt the final boss, the the butterfly, was way too easy. Yeah, I uh, I didn't realize that if you let him teleport, he like heals himself. Oh, really? Yes. Didn't even find that out. Yes, because I was like, I went to go take. I had a bunch of zero film that I had yeah. saved up. I was like, oh, okay. And then I went to go take a picture and it did the like clicky thing. So I was like, oh shit, okay. So I ran away uh-huh. and then pulled out my camera again. He was like healed. Oh, damn. Okay. So that made that harder. I dropped my pen too. You're good. So so yeah, I, I think that overall, I thought that the boss audio textures were all good and the environmental yes. was. I think the environmental music overall though was the same and it got old. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I I think there is, um, oh man, the last house, the Osaka house, I think it is what the last house is called. Is that the um, one with the film projector in it? Yes. Okay. I loved that one because it like constantly, it was like basically the same thing over and over again, but it never failed to like add tension for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, but but I would important. I would agree with like the majority of like the actual like soundtrack like OST yeah is like very, pretty repetitive and mo- a lot of like the same. Uh, so there, but yeah. there are two last things I want to talk about. Okay, the voice acting. Yeah. Uninspired yep. is that fair? Yes, absolutely. I think it's all it really is to say about it. It's not bad. It's just no. It's just like flat. Eh. Yeah. It doesn't land. Yeah. Even like the radio crystal thing, like there was never like any like energy behind those. Yeah, I agree. The last thing, the J-pop song at the end that did not fit this game at all, <laughs> at all. What that was out of pocket. What the hell was that? See, as a you just Final kill Fantasy your sister is like, but there's usually happy endings. And shit. You just you just <laughs> killed your sister. You found out but the she's crimson. Happy she you found out escaped. the crimson butterfly is your fucking hands on her throat. <laughs> um, I think the J-pop song is like a thing in the whole series. I was just like, I'm sitting there staring at the screen. I just killed my sister, and then all of a sudden, it's like a Kingdom Hearts. Like you and I. What the? <laughs> what has happened here? Where are we? Where are we at? Yeah, I'm I, trying to see if it, yeah. Yeah, uh, I th- I thought it was funny, so it kind of added it to me. Added it. it was like a nice like levity for me. So it, it's going to affect the house scary score, but I definitely wanted to make a comment that it was like, well, that was left field. Yeah, yeah. All right, you ready to score audio, buddy? Yes, I am. I gave it a six and a half. Uh, I gave it an eight. I I think that a lot of like ground was tread with like the the specifically like the environmental audio creep me the hell out Ugh. so for how scary yes i mentioned the final thing really took me out of the moment of killing my sister um <laughs> but i i want to know your thoughts because okay. the combat system was so smooth yes that dread, that tension of getting into a boss fight was never there like it was in the first one. I was never afraid of any of the ghosts 
and I found that a lot of the ghostly encounters, with the exception of the girl falling as you're going down the staircase, yeah, were in cutscenes, and thus less like you were less immersed in like the. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, I I do. I I so for me, I I did find some moments uh when uh we were like battling the ghosts um obviously like like i said the the bent neck lady who was like especially when you get like a really good picture of her you can like see like the the, the neck, neck the and everything yeah um the uh, even the creepy. the demon priest yeah especially when his like face faded away mm-hmm. and it was like the fucking creepy skeleton face i i I think the villagers were like, eh, they weren't too bad. Um, I'm trying to think of like, there was just like less like spooky, like in the first one, there were so many like spooky things happening around you. that You take pictures of and stuff. Yes. And that was like missing in this. Yeah. I, I, I would agree for the most part. I think there are some, like, I know, uh, there's the, uh, a house by the storage house that every once in a while, every time you'd walk by it, you would just see somebody like walk yes. across the screen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, I, I think there are moments they're just like a lot less, like a lot less. I felt a lot safer in this game in comparison to the first one. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. Yes. Um, it did have some moments though, but I, I think I'm, the way I kind of scored it is I compared it to the first. Yeah. And then kind of went from there. Yeah, that's a, that's the exact same thing that I did. So. Anything else you want to add? No, not really. I gave it a six. Yeah, I also gave it a six. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then to review our scores. Plot, five and a half for me, five for you. For gameplay, I gave it an eight. You gave it a nine. For audio, I gave it a six and a half. You gave it an eight. And for how scary, I gave it, we both gave it sixes. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 68. OG Fatal Frame got a 62, so it scored higher than the first one. Okay. Which I think uh, is... Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So 68. It is tied. It is tied with a film and a video game. It is tied with It Chapter 2, the movie, and Limbo, the video game. The video game below it is The Last of Us 2013. Man, we should go back and re-review that. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. And the video game above it with a 70 is Resident Evil 2 OG. Um, Last of Us. Plot 8, you give it 9.5. Gameplay 6.5. But I was playing the PS3 version. I wonder if I was playing the remaster, if it'd be a lot smoother. Audio. I can tell you the remake is like butter smooth. You know what killed it for both of us? What? How scary. Even then, I would change my how scary score. I mean, I didn't give it a zero. Either to die. You gave it a one. What did you give it? Asterix. I probably gave it like a five. A three? Really? Man. So replaying that, so I recently like replayed it for uh, to do the review for the the remake that they did. Mm-hmm. That game's so much scarier. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it was like because like I'm looking at the games we played around it. So the game we played before it, 
was that's probably what did it resident evil 2 remake and we put oh. that at launch hands down that is definitely what did it yeah that was that's a that's a that's a scary game <laughs> that's a that's a scary game um we played og resident evil before that and then the forest which we both gave tens to because we both were terrified in the dun- in the cage yeah. like full stop yeah. in the first night we got <laughs> ambushed and then after we played silent hill og we actually played silent hill and silent hill 2 back to back yeah so i definitely like I think it is scarier than a one. I think I was. I think I was way too harsh. I'm not sure how much higher that would go. Mine would definitely. I think mine would probably be like a six. I think mine might go to a three or a four. It's definitely too re- low. When the remake comes out on PC, we should we should talk about maybe. Well, like... we've been talking about doing a season of revisits. Yes. And that might be a positive one instead of some of the negative ones we've discussed. Yeah. Okay, last thing, Jay, I want to talk about with you before we move on to the commercial and the ending. Yes. You know, we've been going forever. Uh, Fatal Frame 3 Tormented. It's yes. PS2, is that correct? Um, It is PS2 oh, and PS3 if you bought it for like six bucks or whatever on PSN. So I could get it on the PS3 then yep. if I needed to? Yep. Um, so let me tell you where I'm at. Okay. I would play Fatal Frame 3. Yeah. But as you know, we discussed at the beginning of this <laughs> um, episode before we started recording, <laughs> there are literally too many games that we're already trying to kind of figure out how to fit in here with oh, yeah. game releases. Oh, yeah. That we would be doing game movie, game movie, and we don't have that kind of time. No, absolutely not. Especially because we are looking at some uh, long games. Yes, like Sekiro is still sitting out there. Bioshock. I, I might start Sekiro like next week. I'm not, I'm going to enjoy Bioshock. I'm not tainting my first ever Bioshock playthrough with <laughs> yeah, that's Sekiro. Fair. That's fair. Um, that being said, though, I would okay. like to maybe play two of them next season. I'm not sure how many okay. there are in the franchise. Uh, so there are five right now. <coughs> um, they re-released fatal frame 5 uh last year in october on pc and ps4 everything they fatal frame 4 never came to the west oh wow okay except (coughs) excuse me it is getting a re-release remake or whatever you want to call it the end of march this year jesus how many games are coming out how are you doing how are you fucking doing it I want to puke just thinking about all this shit. Um, I would play all three. I would play this three. Because not only do I like the complete things, obviously, like that tickles my brain. <laughs> yeah. But as long as the gameplay stays at this level, the flaws everywhere else in this franchise, I think, don't mitigate it. Like, the plot isn't that bad. The audio isn't that bad. The how scary... It, it, we've played way less scarier stuff. Like I, I think this is scarier than Last of Us. Even after you, like, you know, I'm talking about like, like there's definitely like, that bent neck lady chasing you through the tombstones is like terrifying. It just, it just is. Yeah. And so I think there are moments, but yeah, I, I don't think we have time this season just because of what we're trying. Oh to Oh God, no. It. no, 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 no. But no, I would no, no, no. love to finish the Fatal Frame franchise with you. 
I mean, we had talked about what our next thing was, and I had brought up Fatal Frame, and you wanted to wait and see, which is completely understandable. I didn't even know. I didn't know what we were getting into, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, that could be... That could be the one. I'm okay with that, because... They're fun. They're not long. It took me, like, I said, four hours, and you just over four hours, but you stepped away for a couple minutes, so that did it. So it's not bad, as long as you don't try to do it the night before and put out the (laughs) controls or fuck. Um, and I will say, depending on, I, I, so obviously they remastered, re-released five and they're kind of bringing over four to the West here. Um, obviously they're testing the waters to see if a six would sell. Okay. I, I, we have played far worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I do not (laughs) mind knocking out the, the classics at all. I love going through them, especially because I kind of talk about them with you. So. That is our Fatal Frame 2 Crimson Butterfly review. We're going to play a quick commercial and then head on in to the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Justin. Yes. Of all these new games coming out. Yeah. Which one are you most looking forward to? Okay, uh, that's a hard question to answer. Um, I am. I'll narrow it down the color to color coding, so I need you to talk. Cause that's why I asked you a hard question. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, I mean, oh, man, all of them. <laughs> like, I I can't choose. Um, then in the next before April, I'll live in it a little I bit. Can't, that is when all the good ones are coming out. I can't. None choose. of the Final Fantasy ones. At least I took those off the table. Yeah, okay. Um, see, uh, so I'm excited for, obviously, Resident Evil 4 Remake because I'm, I have, I put my trust in Capcom right now because they are really, really nailing it with Resident Evil. And I think but also, listeners know that that is one of my favorite games. It's, it's in the triumvirate for me, so. And and it's it's not for me, but the, when I did um, the VR 4, it kind of turned that around for me a lot. And I've actually really started to enjoy 4. Cool. So I'm interested to see. Because yeah, if people listen, they know that you've played like 1 and 2. So 4 was a departure, whereas 4 was my introduction. Yeah, exactly. Um, but see, at the same time, like, I am really, really excited for Sons of the Forest because... Obviously, it was an important game to our show and us. For us so yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, but I'm also really looking forward to Atomic Heart because I knew, I like new. I would I like new stuff. I like new IP. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It all it, like for the next two months, it's like banger after banger after banger coming out. Hopefully. So, hopefully that is right. That is. Because there's also Dead Space in there. Yeah, Dead Space, I'm excited for, but I'm also just kind of like, eh. The first I've played Dead Space. Yeah, we did. So, 
you know, it, especially because we played it recently too. Mm-hmm. So, for myself, I don't know. I think the easy answer would be four remake, just be similar to what you said. But yeah, the, exactly. But the honest answer, it's Sons of the Forest. I built this PC for it. Playing that with you, not only was it at the very start of the of the the podcast, but it was like it was like one of my first like multiplayer experiences. Yeah. Because like I wasn't in the Destiny at that point. I never played COD or anything, and I was like mainly like a solo RPG guy. And I really felt like our play session was playing that, even with me fucking up at the very end that one time. Um, <laughs> I loved them. I I miss that, so I'm yeah. really excited to do that again with you. And it's coupled with the fact that Sons of the Forest, from that trailer we saw, and from what the forest was like game of the year kind of game oh i will be interested to see if it is early access or if it is just like the full release i think they would have told us in that ign hands-on i I hope so (laughs) you know i mean i I think that if it yeah i think they would have told us then because otherwise that would i think ign would lose some cred you know uh, what I mean? Because I that the IGN review was glowing. Not review, so, but hands on. I don't know because that could kind of having seen things from the like, you know, like the behind the doors yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. That stuff could all be embargoed. Yeah, but like you, I, after we talked about the early access of the forest, I went back on YouTube and looked for it. It was an entirely different game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like they would have, like, iGen would have to say something. No, I, I, I am hopeful that it is okay. like full release. It's going to be good, but because of the way of the first one, I, I will until it comes out, I will have that, that, like, glimmer of doubt. Okay. So, listeners, I need to give you an update on show programming. Next week yes. is still our double feature. It's Prince of Darkness and Thirst. Eddie warned me that the Thirst is a long movie, so make sure Fuck. you set aside time <laughs> for that. Um, is it like a long good movie or just a long? I, movie? I, I know nothing about. it. I know it's a foreign language film. Uh, what what year did it come out? Two thousand and nine. I'm gonna look it up right now. Let's see where I can watch it. Sorry, <laughs> I got it from the library. It's actually sitting over there, so I can go grab it if you need me to. No, I'm. I'm opening. I just don't like clicking right on my keyboard when you're editing, like during, during editing times, because my keyboard is like grenades being shot. Off. Oh, I don't care. I, it's it's the closing. <laughs> I leave it in. <laughs> so yeah, that is next week, and Eddie's going to be sending yeah. us in something for it. Uh, and after us and I are talking, and again, we kind of mentioned that we're going to be doing some stuff, moving around. The first big move around for everybody to be ready for is Bioshock. That review will be coming in two weeks. Um, there is a chance we place Atomic Hearts in our review schedule. Um, and if we do, from reading Justin's article, which everyone should go check out, it <laughs> sounds like you owe yourself to play Bioshock first. Yeah, I... I, I more so, I just think it's like... It's important to see 
where the insp- like where some of the inspiration came from oh, and that's the whole point of our podcast is how we do all these old yeah. movies is to figure out <laughs> yeah yeah how the journey took how the journey happened so yeah i'll be playing bioshock for the very first time ever and i'll be playing it for like the 20th time ever <laughs> uh and then we'll have our valentine's day special and for patrons make sure you especially listen to the campfire section of that episode because yes. that will be when me and Justin do the math and slot some of these bigger things on the horizon. So if you like math and hearing sheets being filled out and listening the one to you. Larry have fun in his Excel document. <laughs> yes. This is that will be the campfire for you. Um, but Justin, if you have any don't have anything else, I think no. we'll go ahead and wrap this really long episode uh for everyone and then head to the campfire for patrons so everybody thanks for listening to us and until next time stay scary the here's johnny podcast is brought to you by larry and justin you can find the show on twitter at here's johnny cast and you can find larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also, in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We aren't looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Mm-hmm.